You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com, and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women Podcast. This is episode number 418. I am Noelle Tarr. My website is coconutsandcuttabells.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer, and I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie Ruper, founder of paleoforwomen.com, author of Sexy by Nature. She's a PhD. We're also co-authors of a book called Coconuts and Cuttabells. Get it now on Amazon. Today, our topics will include how to lose weight when that is your goal, and you want to do so in a healthful way kids mineral needs and magnesium and sauna blankets but first i have a fashion question for you stephanie how do you feel about jean jackets how do i feel about denim jackets i'm for them okay do you wear one no but I do have some in my closet back home where my mom lives, just in case, just in case. I, I think from like when I was in high school and I think I never threw one, you know, I donated yeah. it. Oh, but I maybe donated it last time around. So maybe not. Maybe that era is gone for me. Did you order a jacket? Tell me more. Okay. So. Yes, but special note, it's a it's a black jean jacket. I'm looking for better ways to layer. I liked my comfort zone right now is my black jeans. And so I wear black jeans literally all the time. It's just the most comfortable ones. And I like them and I like the way black jeans look on me. So I wear them a lot, like even with the sweater, like I wear it, you know, to church or whatever. This is like, you know, you have that outfit where you're like, I've got a big thing. I'm going, I'm going to wear that outfit. It's usually like black jeans and like this, like an oversized sweater, color block sweater. Um, And so last week I came across a friend and she just looked really good. It was like a oversized kind of black. I don't want to say it was a jean jacket, but it was like jean material, but it was like a jean button up shirt. And I was like, I love this. I need to layer better because I have a lot of (laughs) laughing at me. I have a lot of under shirts or shirts that you would wear under layers, but I don't necessarily feel comfortable wearing that undershirt just out and at, like proud. It's like body suits, you know, that are like high neck or tight. They're really tight. And I'm like, do you need a layer there? So I never wind up wearing them because I don't have a layer. So I got the black jean jacket and I'm still a little hesitant about it. I got the shipment notification as, as I was hitting record on this. And so I was like, I wonder what Steph's thoughts are on that. I'm so flattered. I think that's cool. If you're layering in a way that keeps you warm and makes you feel cool. Yeah. Go for it. it. I love that this. (laughs) So before Noelle and I hopped on the call, she was like, oh, there was something I really wanted to ask you. (laughs) Got it. Jean jackets. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on. TikTok occasionally, not really. I just peruse the comedy section and I wish you all could see my face right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 an interesting place. Um I almost thought about deleting it just because I was like, what's how is this helping me right now? Like it's actually sometimes they show you these really 
you know, it's sensational stuff. And then it like gets to you. And then you're like, why did I care about that? Um, you know, whatever, whether it's like somebody getting arrested or somebody running from the cops or what it's like, okay, I don't need this stress or somebody falling. And it's just like all this, you know, we caught it on camera kind of stuff, but there are some good comedy there, but somebody was talking about, I think I follow this. Some, something popped up. Somebody must've, you know, some Gen Zer look and fly had, you know, fashion, all the things. And then somebody was like, Somebody had made a comment about how no nobody young owns jean jackets. Oh, well, no. If they don't, I bet they're on the way back because the 90s. Yeah. Like, did you know there's that, that 90s show? Yes, I just saw that on Netflix. Did you watch it? What? No. But. <laughs> so. No. <laughs> but hysterical because in the 90s we watched that 70s show yes and i know we thought Gosh. it was we thought it was a long time before that but guess what crazy it wasn't yeah the flares the flares in the low rise i fortunately that i don't not there's so many stores that don't necessarily follow trends so we're fine yeah we're fine we're safe we can we can stay true to ourselves. Like I'm never, ever, 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 ever. I know I've said I'm never going to do anything. And I've done all of the things that were on that list. <laughs> basically, I mean, a lot of them, the ones that are ethical. <laughs> but this one I will never do. I will never have a middle part. Really? This I is the hill I will die on. That. I was not expecting that. I said the same though. And then I tried it and I was like, you have a middle part right now. Goodbye. I'm hanging up. (laughs) Have you not noticed that I have a middle part? I just hit my fist on the desk. You betrayed us. (laughs) Okay. Can I just explain my reasoning for a second? Does it look bad? Do you, I mean, you didn't even notice. <laughs> I like had a selective filter. Like, look, I had a crooked nose for 32 years and never noticed. So, <laughs> don't. I apologize. Okay, look, here's years. my reasoning. I thought long and hard about this. This looks nice. So, I have long hair. What was happening is when I have this side oh, part. Well, and I are going to look at her hair now. Not to say that this is bad, but it. There's so much hair over here. And here's what I would do. And uh, like, if you see me on camera, this is me all the time. I'm like trying to get my hair out of my face on this side because Mm. there's so much hair. And there's also like a ton of baby wispies right there. So I was like, let me just give it a try. So I gave it a try. And I do like that I have like even layers on this side. It's not like everything's over here. Like, okay, that looks cool. Um, Now, let me be honest. great on you. I was trying to be, I was trying to be hip. I was, oh, it's good. I was trying to be cool. Let's be honest. The motivation was everybody I'm seeing in my newsfeed has a middle part. Why do I still have a side part? You know what? Sorry. I thought I was going to hate this, but it's not that bad on me. Never say never. I literally just said this is the hill I'm going to die on. So if you don't like, if you it's not that bad, I think we get it in our heads because it, it's you just get to get you got to get out of the different right. stage and then give it a real try. And I was like, OK, I like that. I have the evenness on both sides, even layers. Mm. Um, It does. Well, I, my so face I have a like round face. 
I have a deeply asymmetric face because my nose is still a little crooked and I don't use, I don't know if y'all have noticed this looking at videos of me, but I have a real hard time using the right side of my face. I actually like take sticky notes up around trying to teach myself to use the right side of my face because I didn't for 30 years because my nose was crooked and I just, it, I never like mm. use this musculature. Cause like, yeah. So I like the way that I speak most of the time and use my face. Like I, I just don't use the right half of my face. So I use my hair to offset that, but you are deeply symmetrical, but I don't know. Maybe I could do it. Maybe I could do it. Maybe it, maybe it's a hill I won't die on, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe anyway, now that I'm watching you talk, I can see you do talk. You use this, this whole side and not this side. You can even just looking at my neutral face, like my lip here is collapsed relative to this one. Cause these muscles yeah. go up and these ones don't. Wow. Yeah. This is my like smile. Yeah. Yeah. You smile on that side. Yeah. 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 I try to do exercises to learn how to use this side. And I just wow. never do. It just never happens. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, story. middle parts. I'm just saying it, it's worth a shot. It's I feel just like nice. I look like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> you you would have to act. So here's the thing. You actually, you can't. Like the dog like, with the big ears. You can't have you, you can't have a side part and then try to oh let me see how it works. You have to be committed and actually dry your hair that way and like actually put you know a round brush and put the body so that it it it, it goes on both sides and it looks good. Yeah, I promise you, if you try it, you may like it. Anyway, I was trying, I was trying to be cool with my middle part. I'm going to say it. I was, I, I just, I saw people young and old you doing me? it and I was I like, okay, if, if they look good doing it, then maybe I'm just being stupid in my thought process. And what, what did you put some gel in your hair or something? I blow dried. Wait, just now? Yeah. I just got up and blow dried. <laughs> I live in a studio apartment. It's like everything is right here. It does. I kind of like bad. my hair like this. It's it's not bad. Blowing my mind. Okay, so y'all listeners, I Noelle and I are on a detour that has very little to do with health right now. And when people are when people are like complaining about the band or whatever at the beginning, I apologize. But here's a nice example of confronting evidence and being willing to change one's mind. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it back. I came in. I came into this moment deeply convinced that I would look terrible if I did a middle part and then I tried it and I think I need to continue to try it so push through yeah may we all carry <laughs> a willingness such, such an open-minded experimental attitude into the into <laughs> our health and wellness needs <laughs> what I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say something like I will never wear platform shoes or super baggy mom jeans or whatever i'm wearing like, cargo I, pants right now cargo Wait. pants something oh my gosh you are wearing <laughs> because we have you, we have to put this video up somewhere to stick if, if you look at the if you look at the if you look at what's in tr like trending right now i'm like you are wearing grunge 90s stuff that is like oversized and like I hate to break it to you but you're gonna look back at pictures of yourself and say what was I wearing like what 
I know, but to be fair, I think you've said this of almost every trend that has happened in the last year, several, several years of us recording this podcast. <laughs> the number of times on this podcast, you've been like, people are going to look back and be like, what? <laughs> Maybe that's the stage of life I'm in. I mean, I yeah, back. but also you're correct. That's, we're always doing that. I do that about me yesterday. I'm like, yeah. oh. I'm doing this about me 10 minutes ago when I said I went over to a center part. <laughs> I did that about me yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad I changed your life. Do you you want to get back to more um, yes. relevant topics? Let's be sure to give people timestamps so they can skip so that. Can skip that. Yeah. Okay. So listen, so this question number one is from Allie. And before we get into it, I want to say if you are triggered at all, by the discussion of weight loss in this stage of your life, skip ahead and don't listen to this because this question is about, I know all the things I love in my body, but I want to lose weight. And I, it's not a discussion that maybe everybody can hear right now. And that's totally fine. So skip it if it's triggering for you. Okay. So this is from Allie. She says, how to lose weight in a healthy manner when you are obese, but you don't want to get into a bad relationship with food. I understand that overweight people can be healthy and it's totally fine to love your body at any weight. I am not healthy because of my weight and I'm slowly trying to lose weight by being in a minor deficit. That's the only thing that has worked for me, a diet. For those of us that have struggled with weight, what is the best way? I always hear over and over and over again, she may be talking to us, Steph, to love yourself and do these minor tweaks. I've done all the things. I promise. I hope this comes off nice and not sounding sarcastic because I love you all. I'm just plain frustrated and sad because I keep getting told the same things that don't really work from people that don't seem to understand the difficulties of being obese. I would really love some other advice and input from the amazing Dwell and Steph and any others in this group that also have struggled. Much love. All right. Talking to Facebook as a whole. Our group. Thank you. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you what you ask for. I think I'm going to do my best to meet you at extreme interventions or extreme might not be the right word, but the kinds of, you know, not these minor tweaks, like what, what are big things? Fecal transplants, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, I, I'm not against those principally as big interventions for people who are looking to lose like quite significant amounts of weight. Obviously, there's tons that needs to go along with doing those kinds of big things. Fecal transplant has much fewer risks and, you know, is just literally it's getting gut biomaterial from a slender person you know, and, and it seems to sometimes that's like that gut biome is what really does the trick for people who are, who are looking to lose large amounts of weight. They're not. Have you wrong. looked at studies of fecal transplants and how it's they been years. for weight loss? Um, yeah, it's been years. So I didn't, um, I didn't pull anything up for this because it's, it's not the main target of my answer. Yeah. But <laughs> about the transition. That. Um, it's, it's in like very early stages, the fecal transplant stuff, but I, I think sometimes it has effects. So Hmm. we're looking into, um, I, I might be wrong about that because I haven't dug into the literature, but the, you know, a few years ago, um, it, it was a 
emerging area of, you know, potential stuff. And I will also say that I do think more extreme interventions in terms of diet and lifestyle do work. But the problem is you have to find the one that works for you. Because like, for example, I've been doing some reading on dietary, general dietary recommendations recently. I've actually been reading a lot of Amazon reviews of health books, which is very interesting to me. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I am learning, of course, is that big protocols, like the famous ones, usually have a big ticket thing. We're keto. We're big intermittent fasting. We're vegan. We're calorie restriction. We're the five, two protein, whatever thing, this, that, whatever. There's usually in those interventions are actually quite extreme. You know, if, if you do them full on and some people swear by them and other people get messed up by them. So I'm looking at vegan diets and some people are like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And other people are like, this really messed up my blood sugar and my insulin resistance issues. I was eating way too much fruit. I can't do it. It's unsustainable for me. I was hospitalized. Mm. Right. Right. So I think if you're looking for something that's like, you know, going to not, that's just going to like be really hard hitting for a shorter period of time. I don't think these things are sustainable on long time scales. And I'm not saying that, you know, I would do one in such a fashion, but what I might theoretically do, this is all so deeply theoretical, you know, and please always just be careful is um, one thing you could do is, is experiment with an approach. And if it works for you, then dial into it a little bit more, right? If you're like, oh, low carb feels pretty good. So I'm going to try keto for a couple of weeks, right? Like, oh, like I'm really enjoying this higher carb approach. I'm going to do like a really high carb, lower fat approach. I'm going to do this for a few weeks, right? You find an approach that you like, that you think is healthy, that you reasonably assess you will be able to do for a few weeks without messing yourself up. Like go for it and see if like you, you can improve health markers or push the scale in a, in a certain amount of time. Also exercise is really important. I don't know, um, you know, to what degree you're exercising, uh, in what kind of exercise, but like high intensity, specifically weight training, weight training is so huge for like metabolic health. If you can getting into that, I think is, is just really, really important. But I will say the most important thing that I would do for this answer when I said find the thing that works for you is not just keep throwing darts at a wall. I would get blood work done. I would look at my hormone levels, my fasting insulin levels, my vitamin D levels, my C-reactive protein levels, my any indicators of autoimmune antibody levels. I would look at all these things because at the end of the day, like all of our bodies are in the situations they're in holistically. And if you're carrying a significant amount of weight, there is a reason why. And if you can find that reason why, then you will be able to support your body in helping it deal with that reason why and the whole slew of things that are probably tied to it, right? And it's not just, it's never just body fatness ever, right? Um, Typically underlying these kinds of things are gut infections. It's huge on the list, gut infections, nutrient deficiencies, 
I'm, I might even stop there. <laughs> Gut deficiency, um, inflammation, but of course that's related to both of those things. And so, yeah, like really dialing in and trying to get under the hood and figuring out what could be going on for you is massive. Could be thyroid stuff, could be autoimmune stuff, could be chronic you know, nutrient depletion stuff because you're stressed, because, you know, all of these kinds of things. And it takes time. And I know that that's hard. So my, I went in, I went in the opposite order of operations. My first piece of advice would be to start with looking under the hood. My second piece is if you want to throw darts at the wall, try to move into like a, you know, just like a more all hands on deck form of diets you've tried that you've liked diets. I'm putting that in air quotes, ways, ways of eating. And third is like, if you're really, yeah, I don't know what your health situation is like, if it's dire, you know, that you shed more weight in a faster amount of time, all these kinds of things, like looking into those tested ways like the surgical ways with health practitioners that you trust i'm not recommending that but you're not wrong if you consider those kinds of things so mm -hmm. yeah if you struggle with chronic pain or muscle tension or even tightness from chronic stress i have a new product for you from bond charge and it quite possibly could change your life bond charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way from blue light glasses to emf management to their new infrared sauna blanket bond charge has all the high quality and effective products you are looking for i use bond charge blue light blocking orange glasses every night starting two hours before bed and i wear the computer glasses when looking at screens both have made such a massive difference in my headaches and sleep. And just last month, I finally invested in a sauna blanket from Bond Charge. I've had my eye on it for a long time because it's the most affordable one out there that provides high quality far infrared light in a convenient and easy to use blanket setup. I am now 100% a sauna blanket super fan. I look forward to it every night. I typically lay it out on my bed, hit the button to heat it up, and sit inside of it at night while watching TV after the kids go down. Far infrared light works by heating the body up directly, which speeds up your metabolism and sweat rate. It also relaxes muscles and reduces muscle tension. And I've already noticed a big shift in my soreness and chronic pain. Ultimately, it's an incredible way to support your lymphatic system and detoxification, which, frankly, we all need to be more proactive about. You will feel relaxed, re-energized, and recover better. If you've been eyeing saunas, I couldn't recommend this more. And we have a deal which you will not find anywhere else. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash wellfed and use the code wellfed to save 20%. That's bondcharge, B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com forward slash wellfed. Use the code wellfed to save 20%. That's $140 off your very own sauna blanket. I think that's smart. First of all, I just want to like empathize too. And it hit me when you're kind of talking stuff that like, you're right, Allie. Like, I don't think one of the things that there is a huge lack of in our society is empathy. And especially with other people in different size bodies. And if you say that it's difficult and you're doing the best you can and you've tried all these things, like I definitely, I just want to recognize that. Like I can, I know it must be, really hard to 
you know, we ha- we know that genetic predisposition is a huge, huge factor in weight and how we carry weight in our bodies. So, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard when <laughs> you exist in a certain body and and you kind of you don't feel like it's existing in the world in the way in which you that reflects you and what you're doing and the effort that you're putting in. Um, I will say, I think it's just to add to quickly the things that Steph said, I think it's a really important thing that you get a care team around you. So I would, number one, potentially try to find a functional medicine practitioner or even a nutritional therapy practitioner of some sort that can team up with you and give you this outside opinion and help you with if you do need to look into labs let's make sure like like let's see what's under the hood let's see what's going on with your thyroid let's see what's going on with autoimmune conditions and how can we optimize your gut health and how can we look at inflammatory markers and and optimize your health that way and really look at metabolic function because what it comes down to i think is let's really see what's going on um with your physiology and see how we then we can make tweaks depending on some of that information that we're gathering and even so, you may find that like, okay, so being in a in a small deficit is what works for you. That's not a bad, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We're not saying that you should never cut your calories. What Steph and I sound the alarm about is drastically eating under, like it's just become normalized that we're supposed to just constantly be on a diet and eat too little. You may have be at a space where you could, you know, cut your calories down a little bit and that's not necessarily a deficit like you're still meeting all your nutrient needs you're still you still have energy you're not hungry all day and that that can be insightful that can be helpful and i think maybe somebody who's like a nutritional therapy practitioner would be able to look at that and say okay let's make sure that we keep your calories at a place where you are getting all the energy and nutrition and nutrients that you need without going into a deficit let's actually check in about your mental health and how you're feeling and are you feeling hungry all the time? Are you thinking about food all the time? And why is that? And how can we make tweaks to what you're doing so that you maintain a positive relationship with food while we're going through this? Because the recommendation, there may be some good recommendations. Like maybe we should try, you know, eating lower carb and seeing how that feels and and just having that outside perspective. Somebody that's like on your side, I feel like could be really, really helpful in these situations, especially when you just, you're at the end of your rope. I would also consider working with a trainer because Steph already said it, but my mind immediately goes to how can we get you to lift more? And I just think that when we're talking about metabolic health and insulin sensitivity and all those things and burning more energy altogether, building muscle mass and weight training is like just off the charts in terms of effectiveness. So how can you... Like even for me personally, like when I'm trying to like tweak things or become a little bit more muscular or whatever, like my mind is like, okay, I need to, you know, probably up my lifts a little bit more and be consistent with that. How can I actually start lifting heavier, not just lifting weights, but like actually lifting heavy and doing so in a safe way that's right for my body and all the things. But like actually do that three times a week, three to three to four times a week. Like that's pretty, it's pretty intense and it can get, you know, you can see results pretty quickly from something like that. So I would start shifting your focus a little bit more to like, how can I improve metabolic function and insulin sensitivity with both what I'm eating, but also what I'm doing in the gym? I would not recommend any sort of like chronic cardio or anything like that. If you want to walk, 
cool, get lots of walking in, but I would really focus on the lifting progressive overloads, getting to a place where you're lifting pretty heavy and you're feeling really good. And also that's like a huge mental boost when you can start lifting heavier um, and you see the strength that you're building and you can see what your body is capable of. Like it just, it's, it's really important and impactful for mental and emotional health. So that, I mean, I wish I had like, this is your magical answer, but um, I don't have that. And I think that somebody who, <laughs> which I'm sorry, and people are like, why are we listening to you then? But I think that somebody working with you one-on-one is going to give you much better advice and and give you some different things to try and say, and you know, if it that includes cutting calories or you know, reducing the overall intake that you or overall food that you're intaking in, but making sure that you are still maintaining your overall health and mental and emotional health and also getting the nutrients that you need and all those things. I think that that's that could be helpful and that could be key as well. So I hope that was helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, as I, again, I I hope to deliver all of this with with as much, you know, care and being careful talking about such things, of course. Um, and as a, as a final note, you know, for anybody prioritizing, as Noel just mentioned, like prioritizing that you're mentally healthy as much as you can going through these things, watching the way that you're thinking of, you know, making sure that you're not becoming, you know, obsessive or developing you know, problematic behaviors or habits or or what have you, you know, going through these things like that's that's really, really important because that's that's the thing that we need to preserve in order to like keep moving forward. Um, so foregrounding that I think is uh, you know, really, really key. Whatever, whatever that, you know, whatever that ends up meaning for you. But just, you know, hold it up. Hold it up. Yeah. Okay. Question number two is from Stacy. She said, can we talk about kids' mineral needs? Should we be giving kids electrolyte supplements? What about magnesium? Wait, I have so much to say about this. Sorry. Go ahead. Wait, this? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's just like, clearly this is like, you know, sometimes I read a question. I'm like, this is Noel's jam. Get me out of here. Go. This is Noel's jam. Get, Get me, me out, out of here. here. Um, okay. First of all, I will I will say I wrote a whole mineral guide. I didn't address kids as much, but I did show you which powder that I'm using now for my kids. Um, and so you can sign up for that, coconutsandkettlebells.com slash minerals. That's where my mineral guide is. Um, and I just published that. So it should have all the latest and greatest information. But here's what I'll say. And I've been thinking about this a lot because now my kids are getting of age. Well, you know, we went through sick gate of 2022, 2023. And I did bring electrolytes in more. And now my daughter is doing, she has like an hour and a half to two hours of gymnastics classes for her team. And she is like pushing hard the entire time, which I'm very proud of her. But so I, this has kind of been something that I've been thinking about more, like how do I support my kids and their mineral needs? So Yes, children, absolutely. Please, let me just preface this, folks. Like, I'm not your doctor. If you want to talk to your doctor about your kids' mineral needs, please do that first before you're making any changes. Thank you. Children absolutely need electrolytes, and they are more prone to dehydration and mineral deficiencies in particular because they often don't drink or respond properly to their hydration needs. And when kids are 
sick or whatever, they tend to lose body fluids more so than adults out both ends. And they're not really thoughtful about intentional replenishment. So this is why there's a big market for Pedialyte and Gatorade. And it's a very popular conventional recommendation. You hear Pedialyte recommended all the time. And however, I do not recommend this strategy to quote um, from the office, Pam Beasley. I do not recommend the strategy because of artificial flavors and the colors and the processed sugar that's that's typically added. I think we can do better. There are many other what I'd call natural solutions. One of my favorites is coconut water. It's higher in potassium. It is um it's got some chloride. It's got it's good. It's just overall good natural electrolyte replacement. It's not going to have the sugar that you need, but we can we can talk about that in a second. I do have a sports drink recipe on my website. I think I called it. It's not. It may either be natural Gatorade or like DIY electrolyte drink, and and I'll link to it in the show notes. It is you use citrus fruit, so that's a good source of all the things and, and a little bit of vitamin C. You use an unrefined sea salt for the sodium and the trace minerals, and then there's a little bit of honey in there, and then you can use coconut water as the water, or you can just use purified water as the base. I actually mixed that up for myself when I was, I called it labor, you know, it's like a labor aid, a a homemade natural labor aid thing. And so I drank that with both of my labors for my kids, but we've, we've definitely mixed those up during times where they are sick for electrolyte replacement. You can also use Element. Um, I tend to give my kids a half a pack in the morning when they are sick. Maverick woke up again. Like we've luckily we had no fevers this week, but it was some. It's just this awful like chronic cough, and he's kind of just seemed like a little bit fatigued and tired. And so this morning he's like, "Mom, can I have medicine?" He calls it medicine, but. It's element and his favorite flavor is orange. So I just mix up a half a pack and he does, he just sips on it. He's not going to just pound this all in one sitting. This is like what he sips on throughout the day. So it's just like a half a pack of element and I mix it with a whole foods vitamin C. So there's one from Pure Synergy and I will mix that in there. So it's like a vitamin C electrolyte drink. Sometimes I will also give drops of zinc, just unflavored Mary Ruth's when they're sick since zinc is depleted. And we have solid research about how zinc can reduce the duration of colds and flu. If they want more, which sometimes happens when they, if they have a fever, they're getting this and they typically will drink the first, I'll I'll typically mix up half a packet in the morning and half a packet in the evening. And that is what I use to kind of keep them hydrated and their electrolytes up and all of that. Um, And so they can also sip on that. They can sip on a little coconut water, whatever. In the event that my children are working out, um, this is a new thing that I'm experimenting with too. I do think citrus fruit or coconut water or even just element is fine. What I ended up doing was looking at the servings for Pedialyte just to kind of get an idea of what is the general recommendation for kids when they're sick or working out or whatever for overall electrolyte replacement. One serving has, I think one serving was either eight ounces or 12 ounces. But if you look at it, it's always just like one serving. The sodium is 240 milligrams. Potassium is 180 milligrams. Chloride is around 294 milligrams. Okay. So that was in eight ounces. I just wrote that down. Um, 
So depending on their kids and their needs, Pedialyte recommends that you potentially give children between four to five servings a day. And that is, you know, that would be the top end when your kid is throwing up, you know, losing fluids, maybe has a fever, whatever. But that, you know, sick, really sick state adds up to about a thousand milligrams of sodium and 700 milligrams of potassium. I mentioned this before, but coconut water has about 600 milligrams of potassium in it. One cup does. Element, a whole packet has about a thousand milligrams of sodium. So I think that you can kind of use that as a gauge, um, but you can also add little you know, sea salt to your kid's water. That's what I end up doing. I think I mentioned that last episode where, you know, my kid's water that they take to school since they're running around like crazy and they have PE class and Maverick plays outside like eight times pretty much the whole time. I will add, I'll fill up, you know, they have their big water bottles. I'll add a pinch of sea salt to their water for sure. And I add it to the water when Stella's working um, in gymnastics. Now, when she gets to the point where maybe she's doing a lot tougher gymnastics stuff, I may give her some element to sip on while she's working out. But for now, we're not quite there. I think the the sea salt's worth it. Um, kids are also pretty, this is this is the thing that I'm, cons- you know, I struggle with is kids are really terrible at eating vegetables and they're pretty terrible at eating meats and proteins. Your kid may be great, but mine is not so much. And she has food aversions and she's not into the, even, oh gosh, yesterday, man, she just, I made my homemade chicken nuggets, which it's my chicken Paleo chicken tenders. It's made with cassava and coconut flour. They're freaking good, okay? And I make chicken nuggets out of the recipe as opposed to chicken tenders. Very easy. You just have to have the meat recipe. So it's like if you, for two pounds of chicken tenders, just use one pound of chicken nugget, you know, whatever, cut up chicken pieces. And then you'll have everything you need, the flour and the egg for that for that volume. And I made them and it's not you know, it's like a half an hour and she's, she, she took like a little bite of one. These are homemade chicken nuggets, folks. She took a little bite of one. She's like, I don't like chicken. Like, what are you talking about? I made these all the time. And now all of a sudden she doesn't like chicken. So like every day there's something new that she doesn't like. It's exhausting, but this is the life we live. So they're, you know, they're pretty terrible. And I think that they're pretty terrible. They're pretty terrible at eating these foods. And I think that Um, Or I know that they're really rich in heme iron and zinc and calcium and all those things. And so you have to kind of think about that, too. And we're thinking about mineral placement, electrolyte replacement. Um, I think your second question was about magnesium. And this has kind of been my wheelhouse the last six months as I've been trying to experiment with how do we how do I create or what what's the ideal supplement that I would want my child to take? at night to help with their sleep and to help with their focus and all the thing, the relaxation. um, And, you know, how can I, what would be the purest, the best form, all the things. If you look at the recommended daily allowance for kids um, for magnesium between one to three years, it's 80 milligrams a day, four to eight years, it's 130 milligrams a day and nine to 13 years, it's 240 grams a day. In comparison, 14 and older adults, females, typically the recommendation is around 360 milligrams a day. Um, There is a book which I have here. It's called The Magnesium Miracle. It's written by Carolyn Dean. She actually recommends a higher dose for growing children, somewhere around four grams per pound of body weight. That's just her opinion. Carolyn Dean also calls magnesium the master mineral because it instructs all the other minerals in the body to, to do and 
it tells them what to do and where to go, which I do think is important. And I do think that so many of us are not really considering minerals for our kids. And specifically, we're not thinking about magnesium. But I will tell you, when my children were restless and not sleeping well and all the things, I was like, I need to get magnesium. But my problem over and over again has been it's always citrate or it's in this like gummy form. And I do not want to give my kid a gummy right before I'm freaking trying to put them to bed and brush their teeth and all the things. And it's just not not a fan. So I want like, you know, an unflavored one. So I'm working on that. But um, I find that when we're talking about magnesium for kids, it's to me, we have clear evidence that most kids are deficient in magnesium. There is, I I tried to pull as many studies as I could about the relationship between mag- magnesium and ADHD in kids and focus. Um, I will link to the, th- I have three here that I'm going to read from very quickly, but I will link to all three of these in the show notes. Children were given 200 milligrams of magnesium for six months and saw an increase in magnesium contents in their hair and a significant decrease in hyperactivity. This was compared to their previous state and compared to a control group which did not receive magnesium. That's in PubMed. Um, This is another one from Science Direct. It says magnesium deficiency was found in 18 or 72% of ADHD children. Magnesium supplemented groups improved as regards to cognitive functions as measured, measured by the Wisconsin card sorting test and Connor's rating scale. The patients reported Minor side effects, magnesium supplementation. That's what they're talking about, looser stools. And then the last one, magnesium deficiency was found in 95% of those examined. These were kids who had been diagnosed with ADHD. Most frequency in hair, in red blood cells, and in their blood serums. And they uh, found that research um, links low magnesium levels in children with poor concentration, irritability and anxiety, depression and apathy, mood swings, fatigue, and sleep problems like insomnia. So specifically, I think it's really interesting that all like 95% of children who have ADHD who are examined are all deficient in magnesium and supplementation does seem to show a major decrease in hyperactivity and increase in focus and an improvement in cognitive function and, you know, sword like card sorting tests and the rating scales that they have better focus and better improvement in their like testing. So to me, that's huge, like very compelling considering how many children I think are just struggling right now. So that's that. So I, um, what you need to give your kid in terms of the amount and all that is, is to be, you know, determined by you. But, um, I think that there is definitely, and I don't recommend magnesium citrate. I think it's great for kids who are constipated, but in general, because it has a pretty quick transit time, it's going to be harder to absorb. Also, it just uh, it has citric acid, which can compete for a few other things in the body. So I really, really love magnesium glycinate. And that is typically what's been studied in a lot of these um, research studies. So anything else from you? No, I do not have anything to add. I will say that I saw Stella doing gymnastics on your Instagram today. Yeah. She nailed it. That's super cool. She's That's all I have to add. She's working really hard. And I I will tell you what, friends, it, sometimes it does work out. She, I was like, still, like, I want her to see. She doesn't really look to see if I'm watching her, but I was recording her. <laughs> skills, these skills. And I was, you know, whatever. And so she runs back. She's like, did you see that? I'm like, yeah, I put it on video. We'll, we'll look at it later because she likes watching videos and stuff. And so I was really excited and I was giving her a high five. She's like, we got to show dad. He's going to be so impressed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so well. So 
she goes back and does her thing. And then we're leaving and we're walking. And I'm like, wow, bug, you work so hard. Like, I'm so proud of you. And she's like, mom, I am just so proud of myself too. And I was like, yes. Cause like a lot of, you know, uh, there's theories out there that you shouldn't, you know, don't tell your kids you're proud of them to ask them if they're proud of themselves, which I'm like, okay, can we just do both? That's fine. I'll do both. <laughs> so I tell her I'm proud of her both. all the time. Yeah. She's going to have my approval. Sorry guys, but she is. And, um, but I frequently also tell her, I'm like, are you, aren't you so proud of yourself? Like, or, you know, I'll just say something like, gosh, you should be so proud of yourself or are, you know, tell me how you feel. How does that, does that make you feel proud? And so today, like hearing her say it back to me, like, oh, mom, I'm just so proud of myself. I'm like, you worked really hard, Sally. You should be just like, yay, it worked out. So anyway, that's what I think the benefit of sports and like movement and doing achieving new skills i think it has such benefit for kids so yeah, it's huge it's yeah huge. if you're looking for an easy way to supplement with minerals i have a free eight pack of electrolytes for you to grab so listen up one of my favorite ways to replace minerals is with element i started supplementing with element after workouts and it made a huge difference in my energy and the dizziness i used to experience post-workout now i use it just about every day Whether I'm feeling a bit groggy or tired, and especially when I'm sick and fighting a cold, I drink Element. Element makes grab-and-go electrolyte replacement packs. Electrolytes are minerals in your blood and other body fluids that carry an electric charge. Your cells use electrolytes to do a plethora of things, including creating energy, helping muscles contract, and balancing fluid inside and outside of cells. This is why hydrating with just water is largely inefficient because your body needs electrolytes for that water to be properly absorbed into cells. Stress and sickness deplete minerals and electrolytes, and you lose them when you sweat and go to the bathroom, so supplementation is key. Deficiencies show up as dizziness, muscle cramps, headaches, fatigue, and sleep disturbances. Element has no sugar, gluten fillers, or artificial ingredients. You just tear open a pack, pour, and stir it with water. It's also great for kids. My kids love it, and they sip on it when they're sick, like right now. Right now, everyone, including new and current customers, can get a free eight-pack of Element with any order. Element comes in boxes of 30. There is free shipping on all orders. And now all orders will get a free eight-pack, which has all the flavors of Element. To get it, go to drinklmnt.com forward slash wellfed and make sure to use the code wellfed to get your free sample eight-pack. Again, that's drinklmnt.com forward slash wellfed. Oh, Last question goodness. that we'll round it out with is from Eileen. She says, sauna blankets as an alternative to saunas, yay or nay. Have you, I know you're like a fan of red light therapy, but have you actually tried using saunas or anything like that? No, I really don't like being very hot <laughs> <laughs> and dry. Those are my two least favorite things in the world. Yeah. I they do not, I do not like saunas. <laughs> I like hot blankets. I like electric blankets. Those are my fave. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so you um, are also diving into the sauna world. Sauna world. I'll, this will be brief because, you know, I'm not a sauna expert, but I, okay. For me, it's a yay <laughs> because I have a sauna blanket. It's actually on the floor um, behind me. When I used it last night, I was in it for like 15 minutes and I was really at the end of it. I was like, get me out of here. But I, I have been trying to be more proactive with, um, lymph 
just improving lymph flow and and overall just supporting okay. my own body's detoxification processes. Okay. And so I've been really wanting to get a sauna for a while. And I finally just decided to get a sauna blanket. Um, and so here are the benefits. And this is why I got it. It's cheaper. Thank you. It's easier to set up and store. And you can also travel with it if you really feel inclined to take your sauna blanket with you. Sauna blankets, why it's kind of like this trending thing right now is they contain infrared technology, which means it uses infrared rays to heat up the body internally. The benefits have been, okay, it can provide muscle tension relief, which is really the reason why I got it because I do feel like as I'm working out more and even with just like kind of chronic pain management overall, I'm like, man, I wonder if this could really help just relax and ease muscle tension and tightness. So that is why I decided to get it because there are, there are some studies that have found that infrared saunas help to decrease muscle soreness and increase recovery specifically from strength training sessions. It also supports your own detoxification processes because it helps to move toxins out of your body through sweat. So really it's heating up your body internally. It's it's actually revving up your core body temperature and it's it's getting your metabolism going and it's also getting your body to kind of just supporting that heavy sweat. Um, not to say that I don't sweat in other times, but this is just a little bit different. So it can be that can be really supportive for the lymphatic system because the toxins that our body is exposed to can accumulate in the lymph system and can build up over time. I also I've seen a few other things like, you know, saunas have cardiovascular and metabolic benefits because of the improved blood circulation. I've seen that some people say it can really improve sleep. So all in all, I do think there are some limitations to sauna blankets because it is just straight infrared heat. I have seen some saunas that also combine red light with the sauna therapy. And I think that that's nice, but it's just not realistic for me. I can't set up like a big sauna. Would I love to have a walk-in sauna attached to my house downstairs? And like, yes. Okay. I just don't have the five grand or seven grand or whatever it is to put up this like walk-in sauna in my house. I think it would be great. And maybe someday See, that's just what I'm going to save up for. But for now, I think that the sauna blanket is really, really helpful. It's supportive. It's beneficial. It does relax me. It is how it does feel better in between workouts. And I'm still using, of course, I'm still using red light therapy. Like I will get out of the sauna and then I'll do targeted red light therapy. What Like when I had some tension headaches a few weeks ago, it was like, I put it right at the, the base of my neck <laughs> to help that. I've been having weird elbow issues um, because I think I have some hyperextension going on with my elbows. So I've been lifting more. And so like I target my elbow with red light therapy. My husband has a whole host of issues. So he uses it to target his, it's like the handheld version, his thyroid and all those things. But that is different. That's red light therapy. This is just infrared um, uh, technology to, you know, heat up your core body temperature. So I use both. I do realize that probably makes me a biohacker, but I think that it, I think that it's nice because it can easily work into your day. <laughs> You could just climb into a blanket on your bed while watching Real Housewives or whatever else you want to watch, um, The Office, whatever, and and kind of be relaxing at the same time. Like, you know, it just it just kind of fits into into what you're already doing. Um, I will say so the one that I got is from Bon Charge, who used to be Blue Blocks. And to me, it seemed to have 
all of the benefits there with um, not the super high price point. So I'm pretty particular about who I buy from and what I buy. And like, is this actually doing what you say it's doing? And with Bond Charge, I felt like that was my best bet. They also have a coupon code for us. So if you go to Bond Charge to B-O-N and then C-H-A-R-G-E dot com forward slash well-fed, the coupon code well-fed should get you, I think it's 20% off. It may be 15, but it may be 20. And so 20% off a $600 sauna blanket, like that's that's a good price. So that's why I got that one. Um, and I think, it, you know, if you want the sleep benefits, the muscle tension relief, trying to, you know, improve uh, detoxification processes and all that, it's definitely worth it. So biohackers, aren't we, huh? Uh, I am a real big fan of selecting like just making building your environment if you want a sauna blanket and that's gonna do something important for you go for it you know yeah yeah intentional yeah like you know like uh, understand that like i don't know like what a what a phenomenal gift that is to um for all of us you know all of everything that we that we do, you know, but, but go for it, you know, like enjoy Mm -hmm. that, that good. That's, you know, could bring you that moment at the end of the day or whatever. And it's good for your limb. (laughs) Support your limb. I will never, I will never, I, well, (laughs) this is a podcast of me saying I'll never do things. Who knows? Um, doesn't seem like something I'm going to get into, but I'm very excited for the people who are into it and it works. Yeah. I have, uh, you know, everybody talks about dry brushing. I can't, I can't get down with it. Not a fan. Not going to do it. I like it. See? Oh, really? Not me. I have like three dry brushes too. And I'm like, I will never use you. I feel so satisfied by it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's so good. I love it. It's on my, it's like, right. I use it all the time. Gross. Um, (laughs) What I do love and what I just did two nights ago and actually did relieve all my tension from my tension headache was uh, I got in the sauna, got out, and then I did gua sha mm. with my gua sha stone. But if you yeah, start yeah, yeah. like back of your neck and just like work your way up and then get down here. And I worked my way Great all idea. the way around. And I did it on that side. And then I just kind of moved like this with the stone mm-hmm. and then like down underneath my neck and drained it all down. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's all gone. But, you know, you kind of have to spend some time with you know getting releasing that tension and then even going down here a little bit so into the shoulders for people listening that can't did not watch me this you get down into like the down into the shoulders top of your shoulder yeah anyway anything else from you no all right steffi for more from stephanie go to stephanie.ruper on instagram for more from me go to coconuts and kettlebells on instagram my website is coconuts and kettlebells And I will try to link to everything in the show notes. Thanks, guys, for being here. We will talk to you next week.